Okay, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Just a Girl from Cleveland. This is episode 67, and I wish I was coming into this episode with a more positive attitude, but it's it's really hard to have that after the horrible game that we had to suffer through yesterday against the New England Patriots. Truly one of the worst games I've watched for the Browns in quite some time. Um, I feel like even in the 0-16 and the 1-15 seasons, the bad games weren't even as painful as that because we were really bad. To lose that horribly when we are supposed to be good is pretty devastating. So it was it was a tough pill to swallow, tough to finish out watching the game, but I kept it on the entire time, so pretty proud to say that. Um, but I do have some other things to talk about before we dive deep into the Browns. Um, OSU did win, so that's exciting, beating 19-ranked Purdue, who has had some major upsets. Um, So I think it was important that we took that game seriously and were able to put a lot of points on the board. Still have some slight concerns about our defense. I don't know if we were just playing um, a little bit weak on defense because we were up by so much, but it felt like there were still some holes in our defense that are a little frustrating and have some have me concerned a little bit as we go on here to play Michigan State and then that team up north. Um, so hoping we can clean some of those things up, but C.J. Stroud looked amazing. All three receivers looked incredible. Olave, Wilson, Smith, and Njigba, all really great. Always have trouble saying uh, Smith and Njigba really fast. It's a tough one, but uh, got it. Uh, but they all looked incredible, and it's it's insane that we're able to get the ball pretty evenly to all three of those receivers for the most part. Obviously, I think Olave and Wilson are a step above um, Smith and Njigba, but all three of them have truly looked incredible. And I think in this game against Purdue, Smith Njigba in particular really stood out as having a great performance. So was excited to see that and hoping we can just keep it rolling here because a lot of tough games coming up, um, like I, I said last week, but good to get another ranked win. Purdue is a a decent team, so good to get that on our resume as we move closer and closer to that playoff picture uh, being decided. A couple other NFL things. So got to talk about OBJ because this happened um, since last episode. feels like this whole saga feels like it's been a whole lifetime ago, but um, OBJ is now on the Rams, which... For me personally, and I don't know if other people feel the same way, I was not expecting that at all. I thought um, Packers really made sense in my mind. I thought maybe Seahawks really made sense because I know he has a relationship with Russell Wilson. I didn't really understand the Saints argument. I know that's his his home and where he's from. Uh, but uh, if you want to go somewhere with a really stable quarterback situation, I would say the Saints are not the place for you. Um, also heard Patriots getting thrown around, which in some ways made sense, but I also didn't think he would want to go play with a rookie quarterback. Um, I don't know why the Rams were never really on my mind. I think it was because, um, in that moment I felt like they already had the weapons they needed and wouldn't be looking for it, but you can never have too many weapons. Um, and it really worked out for them because, uh, they now have one less receiver than they had uh, a week ago. I think it was the day that um, OBJ made his announcement was the same day that 
Robert Woods tore his ACL, which is super unfortunate um, and just awful to hear any athlete have to end their season with a torn ACL. Um, But it really, really in retrospect helps the Rams a lot that they were able to get another big receiver to help kind of fill that. I don't think he'll be able to do it completely because I think Robert Woods was productive in certain ways that OBJ isn't in terms of um, blocking and just the season he's had so far, he's meant a lot to that Rams team. So I think it's a huge loss um, for them, but we'll see what OBJ is able to do in, in Monday Night Football here or on future weeks for that team and if he's able to fill some of the, the gaps that are now left with that injury. Um, but man, it was it was pretty shocking. I, I just didn't see it coming until those last few hours when you started to hear the Rams being thrown out there as a potential option. Um, And then it happened pretty quickly. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad the whole thing is over. I really don't want to continue to hash it out. I know it's going to continue to be a topic of conversation within the NFL as we compare how OBJ is doing as compared to how the Browns are doing. Probably going to change week by week. Um, I mean, last week people were saying, the Browns made the right choice because we absolutely destroyed Cincinnati. This week, it, it was a little different because we got destroyed by the Patriots. So the question is, we have a lot of other issues um, going on within our team that weren't just OBJ. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens as as the narrative continues. Uh, and then just a couple other NFL things before getting to the Browns game. Um, Ravens finally did not have a comeback win in the fourth quarter. Super, super exciting. I was just holding my breath watching their game the entire time because that is the Ravens' bread and butter just to get down and then have, you know, even be down by two scores in the fourth quarter. That is nothing for them. They will come back from anything. Uh, And they weren't able to do it this time. So um, that was kind of exciting. Uh, And then the Steelers tying the Lions. Um, Obviously, Big Ben was out with COVID. Uh, The Lions... Um, have been due for something that is not a loss, but didn't really think it was going to be a tie. Um, Was really, really hoping that they could eke out the win, but I mean, I'll take it because I don't want teams in our division to continue to win. Uh, The AFC North picture is very strange right now with just the inconsistencies, and I think that really stretches across the entire NFL. The inconsistencies in all of these divisions is out of control. The Chiefs a few weeks ago were in last place. They're now up there, some of the top wins in the league after we were basically saying that the Chiefs are dead. Uh, So it's just been a really weird year in the NFL, and sometimes you can just chalk things up to being weird. Uh, There's not really an explanation or something that is going to make it all make sense. Like It's just been a weird year. Really good teams are losing to really bad teams more often than I, I feel like they have in any other season. I don't know if it's the pandemic. I don't. I have no idea what is happening, but there is something going on that is just making it a weird year, and, and that's it. Okay, so Browns-Patriots. This is, um, this is tough to talk about because it was just... It was a hard game to watch, like I mentioned in the beginning, and I'm I'm struggling in general with just the whole discourse around the Cleveland Browns right now because it's so volatile uh, that it's just like your emotions are all over the place. And if you spend any time on the internet, people are just so brutal to each other right now if they disagree 
about what is happening with the Cleveland Browns right now that it's it's hard to even dig too deep into it sometimes because it just gets really sad um, and people are wanting someone to blame and I get that. Um, but I think there is plenty of blame to go around throughout the entire team and the entire organization. It's hard to pinpoint one thing because it felt like in that game, nobody was stepping up to the plate. Kevin Stefanski, bad play calling. I mean, there were a lot of questionable moments. That's not the first time we've said that this season. Um, I trust him though. I truly do. I trust that he is a very level-headed coach. I trust the long-term picture of what Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski are building in Cleveland, and they're going to have bad moments and they're going to make mistakes, but I trust the long-term goals that they have pictured uh, that I really don't, I don't, I'm trying not to get too wrapped up into a couple games of bad play calling because I do think that he is self-aware enough to correct those things. He is self-aware enough to listen to his team, uh, to other coaches. And I think as time goes on, corrections will be made. So uh, I do still trust Kevin Stefanski. And I know this is the first time I'm, I'm really starting to hear discourse around, uh, should we be looking somewhere else for a head coach? And I'm just not, I am not comfortable or ready to hop on that train at all yet. I still think um, I mean, a year ago, he was the coach of the year in the NFL. I don't think you just throw that away this quickly uh, for a couple games of bad play calling. So I am willing to continue to stand behind him as he figures out what he can do to fix what has been going on in terms of offensive play calling specifically. Um, also, Baker, he was objectively bad in this game. I don't know if it's his a million injuries. I'm sure that's adding to some part of it. But man, we can't keep doing this. It's it's troubling to watch. And I know he's playing for a contract this year and is trying to prove what he can do. But what he's doing right now is definitely not helping his case. Um, it's just, it's not doing anything for him. Obviously, he had to sit out a good portion of the game after uh, an additional injury and Case Keenum came in and looked um, just as horrible, to be honest. Uh, there was nothing we were going to do that was going to get that offense going. Um, I mean, receivers looked bad. Defense could not get a stop. There is nothing more infuriating than an entire drive down the field and repeated third downs that we cannot get a stop on and get our defense off the field. It doesn't matter how many yards they have to go. It could be third and one. It could be third and 15. They are going to get that first down, and that is extremely frustrating and uh, gives them a lot of confidence, especially giving a rookie quarterback that kind of confidence. That was, for me, the worst part of the game was the constant, I don't even know how, how many it ended up being, how many third downs we ended up giving up, but it was pretty brutal and we were just counting it time after time. They kept giving those up and didn't even give us a chance to really stay in that game because they were able uh, to score so easily. And they, it felt like the Patriots were doing kind of the the same thing that they knew was working. They really just like screened us to death the entire game and we made no adjustments for that. And you heard Miles Garrett kind of, a couple other players too, uh, echo that sentiment in their press conferences after the game that we were not making 
adjustments in the game. And it's really surprising to me because I always felt like that was something that Kevin Stefanski was really good at, was making in-game adjustments um, and was really smart about that. And it felt like we just refused to make any adjustments. And I, I also think I don't even want to just put that all on Kevin Stefanski. In terms of defense, that also falls on Joe Woods 100%. Um, I have no idea why he is not able to make those in-game adjustments. And it's getting really frustrating because I feel like we have so many talented pieces on our defense. uh, But as a collective whole, they are not a good defense. We are giving up um, insane points. I, I feel like this is maybe like the third game we've given up 40 plus points. Just horrible um miscommunication still uh players just not uh, ronnie harrison is one for example he's not playing um up to up to the challenge i guess he's not playing in the way that we need him to um and giving up these big plays that we should be more sharper on uh and i feel i feel like i'm rambling at this point but it's really frustrating uh to watch the adjustments not be made when everyone knows what adjustments need to be made. And the players, like I said, they said that in those press conferences that they are not seeing in-game adjustments, basically calling out their own coaching staff for not making those adjustments. And I think part of that falls on the players, part of that falls on the coaches. But it's very concerning when you have your players saying that after the game, that um, that was a concern of theirs uh, to the media. I think that is a big red flag and it makes me a little bit nervous about what is going on. And I hope Kevin Stefanski and his entire staff can kind of reel things in here because things are getting out of control quickly and I don't like it. Um, and as I mentioned in the game, other other than the, the defense, Baker, coaching, receivers, no one played very well. David Njoku had some drops, which, man, drops are one thing that just they hurt badly. It shifts momentum so drastically, especially when the ball is placed right into their hands and they're not able to keep it. Very frustrating. So um, those are those are tough to watch. And, and that's the difference in a game sometimes. There's only so many plays in a game that make a difference. And when you have stupid plays like those, um, it's hard to win games. We just never, we never gave ourselves a chance to win that game. Bill Belichick was the smarter coach in that game. Everyone on their team played um, at a higher level than everyone on our team, and it was hard to watch. But I am always <laughs> going to be the person that is going to look at the positive, is not going to give up hope. I know I just said a lot of negative things, um, but it's it's a weird year of football, like I mentioned. Uh, and the AFC North still very much up for grabs. We have a lot of divisional games left. Two games against the Ravens, uh, one against the Bengals, one against the Steelers. This coming week, we play the 0-8-1 Lions. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything. We should win that game. There is absolutely no excuse in this one. We should win this game. We have to win this game. Uh, And we still have a bye week coming up to help us get healthy. So it isn't out of hope completely. I believe we have a 38% chance of making the playoffs right now. Uh, Things aren't out of reach, but we're going to have to fix some things really fast or it's going to be an ugly end to the season. And I want to have confidence in our guys and in what we've built there that they can 
pull it together and get us some momentum again. Um, but I don't know. It, it's getting hard. Five and five is not what anyone expected or wanted at this point. It's definitely a frustrating place to be. And I just, I hope <laughs> with all of my heart that we can we can turn things around and make something of the rest of this season. But I guess in my last sentiment about it, people just need to be nicer to each other um, on the internet in regards to Brown's discourse. I think a lot of people that listen to me on here might also follow me on Twitter, and I just think Twitter has been a really dark place for sports lately, and people are just ripping each other apart more than I've ever seen before. Uh, And it's sad to watch because sports are supposed to be a a special thing that we all get to enjoy together in our lives. And trust me, I take sports very seriously. I am more competitive than I need to be, probably too competitive for my own good. I feel games mentally, emotionally, physically, everything. I let it affect me for more days than it should affect me. Uh, But to talk to other people on the internet the way some people are speaking to each other is very... Uh, disheartening and sad and I hope that people can disagree with each other on their sports takes or on how they feel about the team or what what's going wrong with the team right now or what we can approve upon without absolutely ripping each other to shreds and tearing each other apart it just doesn't need to be that way we can we can talk about sports and disagree on our takes and not have to Uh, just wreck someone's character entirely so let's just work on that as a collective on making that a better experience because like I said I'm competitive man I want to win every single game but sports are supposed to be an outlet um, and not some place full of just hate for each other so let's all be nice and good to each other um All right, so I'm going to the Cavs game tonight, so quicker episode today because I need to get going. That is all I have for you guys today. Um, If you could just leave me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, follow, subscribe, all those good things, um, I would appreciate that. And as always, go Browns, go Cavs.